Besides, after. I know you did not compare CM Punk to Stone Cold. I said he gave vibes. I didn't say he was. How? Because he doesn't give a fuck. He literally would just say whatever the fuck he wanted. CM Punk is, he's great on the mic and he's average in the ring. He runs around yelling that he's the best in the world. He's never been that dude. I like Daniel Bryan a hell of a lot more than CM Punk. Yeah, Daniel Bryan got kind of repetitive in what he was for. And I was like, eh, yeah. Well, I like the whole uh, eco-terrorist thing that he was doing or whatever. When was that? I, I'm sorry. I, I, don't I, I, I don't watch that much professional wrestling. I poke my head in a lot in between <laughs> Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I'm your guy for that, actually. I was going to say, I feel like you watch it, Tyler. <laughs> I, I, I do. don't watch it as much. I still love it. I just don't watch professional wrestling that much. I but, mean, I was a big 90s, you know, fan. Oh, yeah. It you was know. amazing in the 90s. And, and the Attitude Era, too, which was also great. But oh, yeah. let me ask you guys a question. Somebody pointed this out to me today. Uh, Amanda has been real good at, I mean, I remember when I first came to Challenge Twitter, it was really, really awesome how, you know, we would watch the show and then there was all of this back and forth shit on Twitter. I mean, that's really what got me into it. When TJ first said like, oh, you guys are going to be partners because of some Twitter beef. I was like, I need to get on Twitter. I didn't really get on. <laughs> I didn't really get on till about dirty 30 is when I first really got on. And so Amanda has been really good at like drawing up attention and talking a lot of shit and doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, what's your take on Amanda kind of being one of the main people with uh, off-season drama? You think she's doing a good job at it? Maybe she'll do it more. Maybe she'll do it less. I mean, Don't I really hope that she's not as evil in real life as she is on Twitter and on a what, TV what show. She evil lately? She's, she's, she's good. just, well, I'm just saying overall, but she plays up this character of Demon Spawn with the, the devil horns and she wants to cause drama. She's like, that's a, well, that's a stick that's, with it. I understand, but even look at her on the way she is on Twitter that she's she's aggressive, she's mean, like she's legitimately mean. But um I think she likes to play up to the character because she knows that's what gets her likes, that's what get her gets her views. So All I right. mean Have it's you, my opinion. Uh did you guys see uh what Polly tweeted? Uh about which part? Uh, the part that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I stay off of Twitter um, <laughs> during during this season because I am a purist of challenge fans where I enjoy the show for everything that it is and I don't want to be ruined by anything or know anything. Um, I, I like to be like a kid about it. So I did not see what he said. So enlighten us. Oh, you're, nah, y'all not putting that shit on me. <laughs> you just no commented the shit out of that. <laughs> and I, I actually have no idea what he said. He says something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing here, of course, but along the lines of like, if you had a 1.7% chance, 1.7% chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now I know what you're He says a lot of stupid stuff on Twitter. I I, there's a lot I, to choose from. I got what he was trying to say. The analogy was god awful. Um, I'm so glad I'm not one of those people on Twitter that has to defend people, you know, to the death. True. Uh, like if you feel some kind of way, you feel some kind of way. A lot of people did feel some kind of way. I just think, man, yo, y- 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 y'all don't have a publicist or something. Somebody, somebody say, yo, hey, yo, man, maybe this ain't the one. But I got what he was well, trying to say. Well, the last publicist he had out in his relationship. That's a good point. Let's like, be 
Like, I'm, but then yeah, again, it you just, it just pissed off so much people. But then again, yeah. it could be his guy. Like that's, like that's his stick. That's who he is. He just says what's on his mind. He doesn't care. He sticks to it. Um, I need to comment on the Amanda thing. Okay. Oh. Amanda essentially brings challenge fans her own small episode of the shit they should have shown all on her own. She is constantly giving us dirt and stuff that we didn't know we wanted that we do want. Like her comment on Tori tonight was like, I loved it. Like, yeah. I was but is it about legitimately this. true? Unfortunately, yeah, Amanda also has because a lot of the tea that she says that she has never ends up being tea. That's like, not true. She said that Jenna and Bruno hooked things. up on the plane and she fabricated the word on it, but they did hook up on the plane. Yeah, she but didn't she, lie. But it, it, it is a but, lie. But, but, if you said that somebody got fingered when they didn't get fingered. Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't that much. It it was like a game of telephone. It started off with something small. And then once everybody got their hands but on it, it turned into something a lot bigger. The message is always seems to come out the truth. It seems like every time she says, I have receipts, they want to hear it. Nobody really steps up and is like, yeah, because they're like, crap, I think she has it on me. I think that what she says is the truth. I don't think she's sitting here trying to play up to a character. I mean, she was just gone for like four, three or four seasons. Like she wasn't, I think she's she okay. She wants to be relevant in the show because she wants I to go back because she wants to get though? more money. And well, that's yeah, okay. It's fine. Relevant. It's Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying she's doing it for clout. She's doing it because she's a, she, she's playing up this evil character I don't, first of all, the evil character thing is not, that's all Johnny Bananas creation of her. That's Carmaria's creation of her and the way that they did that. Uh, and, and then, no, hang on, I hang think on. that was more Jenna mm. before Cara no, and no, Bananas. No, no, no they all had a hand in this. It's literally Bananas and Cara made a shirt that was like Satan stay away or not today Satan. And then he was holding not up a crucifix Satan. towards the, her on War of the Worlds. This wasn't Jenna. That, that so, wasn't because of Amanda. Right, she had the shirt prior. <laughs> Yes, but it was brought out against her. If you and if you, if you watch the show, has made the cross and everything. The editing, so. the editing made it out to be that way. So that's how it gets put out across to us. They brought it for her. They only wore it in front of her. They put a crucifix in front of her to play up to this character. So she just goes, "Fine, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna unload everybody's dirty laundry and have no repercussions. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna be this devil that she doesn't quote herself as. She just plays a character that they make her play." Which is really herself. <laughs> so wait, she is a devil? <laughs> no, I no, I don't think she's you a devil. You just say like, she's herself. Yeah, she, therefore I think, she's I, a I devil. Think, I think she's herself. You think she's playing up this character as a devil. I think she's just pure as herself. I think this dirt that she gives us is fantastic. It's great. And I think she's honest. And she has nothing to lose from giving it. Most people are afraid to tell us this stuff. These are facts. Let's go ahead and bring the show in. You guys ready? Go yeah. ahead. <clears throat> Think you're weird, Tyler. You just that's okay. What's really good, pastors? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love War Challenges podcast here to bring you episode three of the challenge, season thirty-seven: Spies, Lies. And allies, which is such a terrible fucking name. Ugh. I, 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 I'm so over this spy shit. I'm just so fucking over it. But so far, the first two episodes <laughs> have been pretty good. You guys ready to get into this third episode? Let's do it. All right. 
Last episode, we had Cal picking up Tori. I'm sorry, Cal. Uh, Ed picked up Tori. And uh, who was the other team? Who was the other team that got picked? Emmy and Devin. Emmy and Devin. That's the right. number one draft pick. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Emmy, okay, so starting in this A block drama, Emmy goes ahead and talks about why she picked Devin. Pretty much Devin just looked at her, which was like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Are we shocked? If, if you was Emmy, is this a good decision? Like, is it a good decision to get teamed up with the person who feels like they should be teamed up with you, who they feel like can work with you and do well with you? Yes. If, if you're Emmy, yes. Because it seems like she doesn't have the mental hold for this game, kind of. Like, share emotions kind of run wild. And a guy like Devin, who seems to be playing this game at the highest level mentally and strategically, would be the best bet for her. He's drinking. He's not confused with what I said. I have beer in my mouth. Becky, feel free to talk. <laughs> no, I was, like, I was like, I don't know if you're like trying to say that you're like, oh yeah, whatever. Or if you're just saying you had something in your mouth. No, so I, was I was like, I was trying not. I was two not... seconds from spitting this out on a $1,500 computer and a $1,000 camera. <laughs> and a $500 mic. And I was just like, yo, you better hold this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Devin is a smart guy. And I think he plays this game really well. And he's doing really great socially, which is really crazy because he is not always the best social player because <laughs> he likes to get under a lot of people's skin. Uh, so I think he's doing really well at kind of making himself popular. Now, Emmy needs Emmy knew she needed a veteran, uh, a vet. I feel like she made a smart move in, you know, picking a vet. I mean, I wish she had picked somebody else. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Should have uh, picked a vet who wins more dailies. Um, picking a vet right now doesn't keep you safe. I think the fact that you can single-handedly pick out who you want to go into elimination is really what ruins this. You got to do it as a team because if there is no vet repercussion, then there's no reason to not just keep throwing in rookies and the rookies are getting fucked up all throughout the oh, game. Oh, wow. It's bad. Well, but pairing yourself with a vet, though, cuts your chance of getting voted in in half because if you're paired up with a, a vet, you'll never be the house vote and then you risk the kind of chance you'll be the other, the, the, pop, the whatever, the allied <laughs> vote, whatever it's called. <laughs> what are they called? The agency? The agency's vote. However... If if an uh, all-rookie team wins that daily, then you pretty much have a 0% chance of ever going in because the vets are going to throw in a double rookie team and then the agency is going to throw in other vets potentially and not you. So pairing yourself up if you're a rookie with a vet is the smartest thing to do. Yeah, but it really depends on which vet because it, it, it doesn't save you as much as it should. Before you had to pick a vet who had some power, who was going to do good, and that's just not the option now. You could be with a top-tier vet, and if you don't win the daily, your ass is on the line. So I think the rookies are going to have it really bad this season. But go ahead and moving on. Uh, we see Tori and Ed, and we were talking about this earlier um, with the comment that Amanda made. Tori and Ed are starting to get to know each other, and Tori mentions his uh, positivity. Um, judging from what we know about the challenge, how do you guys feel like how long do you guys think Ed's positivity is going to last? 
I mean, as long as he was winning. But he seems to not mind going to mind going into eliminations. He's almost like, yeah, throw me in again. I'm ready. So. Yeah, but that's not going to last forever. I think he's going to I think eventually he'll be like Corey, where he's finally sick of hearing his name. Uh, but with the fact that there is still scapegoats out there, I'm sure he's going to be OK. And I think he's trying to build relationships with the vets, with his just energizing, positive attitude in hopes that maybe it'll protect him in the long run. Uh, I, I, I give that shit eight fucking episodes and he is going to be fucking sick of the shit. Tyler, Ed's positivity. How long do you think it's going to last? Whole season. Why wouldn't whole it? We season. see we see positive people stay positive the whole time. Um, we just saw Yes do it on All Stars. Um, we see yes is, a, yes is the exception to the rule. No, but like, um, I mean, like we see little mental breakdowns, but we see people that are like, like, realistically, Leroy is normally like very happy, good lucky throughout the show. Um, Johnny, well, towards the end of the Johnny, seasons he was playing, though, he wasn't so happy. Go lucky. Yeah, there was a real, there was always a real big deep slide for Leroy most of the time. But like, it's it, that's not necessarily because he's like in the house or in the game. It's like his, you know, his good friend stabbed him in the back, or like something like that happens. It's it's like it's like a real life relationship. Something bad happens to it while he's in the house, so he gets shaded about it. But I mean, like, he's think about it. Leroy pretty much got like cussed out and like had like. Camilla just like attack him and he was just like what's up guys I'm ready to eat some breakfast the next day <laughs> like but, 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 well, but, what you're, saint, but what you're saying though it is it is an anomaly is very rare but Ed seems like the type of guy that he he's a very intelligent guy he's a very strong guy physically he seems to have good endurance I think he's going to be fine and because he has all those things like he's he's an alpha by nature like he's just going to feel good about himself until he gets knocked off his high horse I mean, that's dope. And I really do hope that uh, that lasts because we could always use a bit more uh, positivity and a, and, a, and a bit more goodwill. Those are never bad qualities to have, especially in this crazy house that, you know, where crazy shit goes on all the He's time. He's just happy so. to be there. He's like, I'm excited. I was an alternate and I made it to the show. <laughs> Yo, the funny thing is, I was, when I was thinking about it, I was just like, how long before Tori fucks him? And that's when, like, almost immediately, I saw the Amanda tweet saying, oh, the reason why they was getting so along so well is because Tori was thinking about fucking him. Um, but he has a girlfriend at home, apparently. Maybe he's that a good guy. That never that stopped any guy on the challenge. Yes, it has. <laughs> yes, it has. Remember, remember Tony? No, well, that's faithful. what I'm. I, I oh, come he's, on, he's, come every on, time. come and on, he he, every time. He has turned Corey's everything super around. Faithful too. Yeah, he has. Has it? Did he? Tony? Oh, yes. 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 Tony has realized the toxic parts of his life to get rid of. Tony is like thriving on. And like, if you watch him on Instagram, that guy is. It's just positivity, positivity. Everything is. He just looks like he's living a happy yeah, life. Yeah, but he's not on TV anymore. That's, That's right. He's not toxic. Toxic. <laughs> he, he, I said he removed the toxic parts. He removed the toxic parts of his life. Is what I said. You know, maybe it was reality TV for him. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. We are totally awesome. 
Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Getting stuck in a house with only booze and like women and like he likes getting drunk and and (laughs) booze and and just lady parts all over the place. I mean, it would have to be hard to stay faithful. Yes, booze and tits everywhere and twerking all the time. And then you got all this high adrenaline stuff. Wes stays faithful. Wes stays faithful ever since he came back and after his return. I don't think is, he ever cheated on his girlfriends. How on I, the I show. don't. Here's the thing: when when everybody's like in their first few seasons, I assume they all have girlfriends or boyfriends back home, and they're all cheating on them at all times. They're reality stars. That's just kind of what I think. Well, I it's mean, Wes was commodity. with Johanna for so many years, and he never cheated her on the sh- on her on the show. No. And then no. he was with Kellyanne. He never cheated on her. I was like. Even when he was hanging with Mandy, he never he's he's not a Nelson. He's not a Nelly. So <laughs> he's so not a go. dirty Nelly. I'm so sorry that we talk about Wes every everything, but like, I feel like I feel like these like top tier, like bananas, Wes, CT, like now bananas um, is a cheater. Like Kara, like people like you know what I'm saying? People like that, <laughs> like Kara. evidence of that happening. What, what I'm trying to yeah, there's but hooked up with, with Camilla on a fucking iceberg. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Tara. Sorry. Was he cheating on somebody then? Yes. He was with his Ski girlfriend. Either way, time. we're saying it again about like the happiness thing and the not cheating thing. It is a very rare commodity for people not yes, to cheat is. on their significant others. But I feel like I feel like when they're like in serious relationships, like we're talking like Zach Jenna, we're never gonna see one of them come on and cheat on each other. Like I don't ever think that'll happen when they're dating. I don't think we'll ever see West do it or something like that. Or like bananas and like Morgan. I don't think that'll happen. Like I I really think like these people hit a point of maturity and then we don't see it happen anymore. But for these younger new rookies and everything. Yeah, they're all sorry relationships. Yeah. I really don't trust Zach to be honest, because <laughs> there's a whole Brooke incident. They weren't together. They were together when he called her Brooke. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when she was on the show and she he called her, she called him. I guess and I don't know. Brooke, I can't call they it. were together. I, can't call it. I don't know enough. Um, That's why on. they broke up. I don't know enough. Last bit of drama in the A block. Uh, Big T is starting to feel. Uh, she's starting to feel some of the heat about the vets not really trusting her. She gets along really well with the rookies. Um, She's starting to get her loyalty questioned. Do you guys think it's fair for the vets to question Big T's loyalty? Big I mean, T is it, friendly. It, Big T's always been friendly. That's and that's what, and that was her, that was her thing. That's why everybody loved her because she was the nice, sweet, you know, happy person. And now everybody's saying that that's because that, that she's making deals. Like she's, she's always out there when she's making a deal with somebody. Like it's, I, I don't think she's very incognito with who she has like friendships with. But let the girl live. She can't be friends with the with the rookies. Like you're, what is she supposed to do? Turn her nose up at them? All right, Tyler. See, here's the thing. She constantly is flipping sides. Historically, she's always like, oh, I'm friends with you. Let's do this. But I'm friends with you. Let's do this. Last season, she kind of was working with the vets, but then secretly, sneakily was working with these group of rookie girls. And she finds her way in with CT. And then she finds her way to like in with Big Brother. And like, she's a flip flop. That's what she is. Um, she is more likable than other flip flops. But you can't tell me she plays the game any differently than Anissa. 
Like literally plays mm. the game exactly like Anissa. And we all shit on Anissa for playing a sloppy game. And you can't say she doesn't play a sloppy game because she just got caught in episode three. They've been, they've been playing this game for two challenges and she's already getting caught on this. We don't know if we can trust you type thing. I think you're 100% right. Um, she has a lot of relationships, but how strong are these relationships? She is well-liked, but in order for these relationships to be established, those things have to be set in stone. When Bananas comes in and Leroy's there, you know he has your back. Big T doesn't really have that with a lot of people. Even with CT, who she was partnered with for a long time, I don't think he, he would come after her. But a lot of her relationships aren't set in stone. And a big part of her personality is being able to fit into all of these different categories. I think questioning her loyalty is fair until she does something to absolutely prove it beyond the shadow of a reasonable doubt. Battle of the Exes 2. Bananas walks in a room and says, Zach, if you're, in a, if you're in an alliance with everybody, you're in an alliance with nobody. Simple as that. And that's what we have here. Yeah, you can be friends with everybody. You can like play games with everybody. But when you're having just private talks, you're the only vet in the room with a bunch of rookies. I would, paranoia for me would go high, sky high. 100%. Because you have no idea what they're talking about. And the rookies aren't going to tell you. Big T, if Always she tells you. Always trust in Big T. Always trust in Big T. Mm-hmm. And then she Big sends T in Tori against Anissa. She sent well, in Tori against Anissa. We talk about she wouldn't do you wrong. Mm, She's just, yeah. That's Tori yeah. and Anissa though. But she also, she also didn't have to do that. She didn't. You, the problem with, here's the thing with Big T. She's so likable by a lot of the cast members and by a lot of the community of, of challenge fans, like protect Big T at all, to- at all costs and everything. Don't talk bad about her, everybody says. But in reality, Big T is one of the snakiest players in the game. That's just what she is. She is a snake of a player and that's not a bad thing. It's just, it's, a, it's, an, it's her key attributes. That's what she is. She plays this game, slithering her way through and she strikes when she has the opportunity. In fact, it's better than sitting around waiting for something to happen to yeah. you. So I give credit where it's due, but it is fair that her loyalty is, is pulled in question, especially mm-hmm. with people should I have a tight relationship with. But moving on to the daily. Today's daily is going to be called CK Recon. So this daily is you got to jump off a 30-foot cliff, dive into the water, grab a bomb, swim through a cave, grab the second bomb, swim to a wave Jet runner. Ski. Wave Runner. Same thing. There's a difference. <laughs> the Wave Runner takes you to a checkpoint. Once you get to that checkpoint, you got to swim to shore and you got to place your bombs on. A uh, couple of things struck out to me on this daily. Uh, the whole Huey and Ashley thing was hilarious. Comical. Uh, Michelle gets her shit bloody. CT got his chick, uh, his cheeks out. Tommy got his eggplant out. Uh, Jeremiah and Tasha DQ. Ed and Tori gets to win. Um, what were some of your favorite moments or uh, anything that stuck out to you during this daily? Honestly, the Huey and um, Ashley was just like major comedic duo. I knew from the minute that they got together, this was going to be comedy. And I am super excited for every time I see them on screen. Superman Huey made the jump even after he was puking in fear. He was so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the peak was hilarious. I think you're spot on with that. I think these two together are absolutely hilarious. And they didn't do too shabby, even though it was looking kind of shaky. I know we don't know much about what Huey can do on the challenge. And from what we have seen for him, hasn't exactly been the greatest. But I thought he did really, really well today, but not nearly close enough to get the W. 
Oh, he's a nice, he's a good swimmer. And I was good really swimmer. looking at it. I was, I, my tweet spoke too soon when I said, finally, a group of really good swimmers, not a bad swimmer in sight. And then Tasha and Jeremiah. <laughs> Tank. <laughs> um, so I thought the daily was fantastic. I liked everything about it. What I like about this is the whole purpose of this show is to challenge people. That's the concept of it. That's why it was created. That's the whole point of the name and everything. And I feel like when we do things like throw these bags out of a helicopter into a car, like, I mean, yeah, like you're strapped into a bunch of stuff and you're safe and secure, really. But like when you have to dive in like the ocean waters and like or the, like the sea or the lake, whatever, and you don't know what's under there and you don't know like how the current is and you don't know if you're going to breathe well, it's cold and you start like freaking out. Like when your mind and body gets challenged, I love those dailies. You have to put yourself through a lot. I'm actually very disappointed and mad at production. I feel like with them having all these like, you know, kitty interns that don't actually watch their show, but are always on social <laughs> media, um, controlling social media, that it's a really good opportunity where they go. The community is always shitting on Josh. Everybody hates Josh. They always do this. And I was watching that and I saw like Josh kind of go, but they only showed like a tiny bit of Josh and they finished way in my opinion way ahead of what i saw of casey and emmanuel a team that everybody's been hyping and i was like i bet josh just killed that right now i thought that and then we fast forward to them talking and they give out first and second and devin looks at josh and goes dude you're easily third place and i was like what we always shit on josh they not a good performer and the one that i thought he killed production completely didn't even show it when it would have been a, a great thing to show because when josh brags about being good we're all like no you're not well that's because they don't show it now like, yes, I am. I'm kind of on the same same borders with, with you. I felt the way that they filmed it was actually pretty good. If something was interesting going, they kind of showed more and showed the whole thing. But if they just ran, did it and nothing crazy happened or if they wasn't close to winning, they kind of just sped through it, which I think is a good and efficient way. When they do these side by side, two by two challenges, then these this segment takes long. It takes a long time. And sometimes that's not always good. Uh, I do love this challenge. This was a great challenge. Uh, got to jump off a cliff, got to do swimming. Excuse me, you got to go diving. That's all this stuff. These are the best parts of the challenges. Um, it wasn't super complicated and involved a lot of stuff that we'll probably have to see in the final. I do like the way they filmed it, but like you said, it looks like they may have missed one. If Josh was easily third, then... This is another reason why you got to make the case of sometimes you got to put in the timers. I have a feeling that you notice that the ones that were really shown were the ones with really great commentary because you got to admit that Huey's commentary was hilarious. So was Ashley's. So and, and a bunch of other people made funny commentary that I think that maybe Josh just didn't make it interesting when he was and in commentary. So they didn't focus on him. Josh probably did it, and he probably did it really fast. But besides that, there's probably nothing interesting that happened. There was no bloody noses. There's no nobody catching a concussion. Nobody getting stuck on the wall. No, nobody being scared to jump. Like Kyle being afraid to jump in. Come on. But like uh, you, you're telling since me, since when is sport. he afraid of heights? Would you say Tyler? Sorry, Tyler. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, there's there's 14 teams. Two teams are going at a time. That's seven heats. You can't tell me you can't dedicate a minute per thing. Like one minute per pairing of groups going, that's a seven-minute daily challenge. The daily challenge normally goes on for a commercial break and longer, and it's 
probably closer to 12, 13 minutes. You could give every team minimum of a minute and then all your best teams that have good commentary add in more time. I, I think it's foolish of us to, of the challenge and everybody to call themselves a real competition show, which they are, but like to treat it as such and then to not show as much competition when they have the opportunity. When you have two groups going at the same time, that's one minute to cover four people. That's one, not, not a minute per group. So I, I feel like that's, a missed opportunity for them. And I guess I'm just talking on stuff that I have no control over and that'll never change because they're not going to hear my opinion. But uh, that's the only aspect I didn't like. Otherwise, fantastic challenge. <laughs> or maybe first the off, editors just really hate Josh like we do. And they're like, no off, TV time for you. <laughs> Tyler, me and you both know CBS Viacom absolutely watches us. <laughs> well, absolutely does. Yeah, well, yeah. And hey, for that, for that one girl that blocked our video that a lot of fans would have enjoyed watching because you guys at MTV don't make quality YouTube content, Thank you for blocking that video. Got two words for Shit. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm still really tight about that. We put a lot of effort into those videos and stuff, and sometimes they take a while. And just to have them, just because it wasn't a hunky dory top ten super positive one, they kind of shitted on us and so, tired of their shit. That's why so, I say y'all shit. Question, question for you guys: Are you guys happy? We get to the end. Or did you didn't talk about who won yet? Did you? Uh no. Um who uh who 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 got the win? So Tori and Ed get the win. And Ed, the win. Ed Ed comes in and in his first episode wins an elimination. In his second episode, wins a daily challenge. He has his biggest bad. partner, has some partner. No, not bad. And I get good commentary. People seem to like him. What do you guys think about them winning? How's that make you how'd that make you feel when you knew they were the winners? I feel it made me feel good. It, it it felt good to see him come in, get that first elimination win, take it on the chin. He he did it. One of the things, and I don't like Jordan, but one of the things, one of the qualities I do like about Jordan, he doesn't bitch and moan when shit doesn't go his way. If he gets thrown into elimination, he just goes, it is what it is. I guess it's my turn to go in. He doesn't complain. I, I kind of get that feeling from Ed, and that's a good quality to have. He took it right on the chin, and then he goes and wins the next one, d uses intelligence, and it was a good decision for him, maybe not for everybody. He goes, I'm going to defer some of his choices to Tori, We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's Most Dangerous Podcast. put the blood on her hands and just go along with the flow, not rock the boat. I'm getting by. Let me do what I need to get by. It shows gamesmanship. It shows that he's understanding the game that he's on. He's performing well. Um, I'm not super surprised that they won, and I'm, re I'm really liking what, what I'm seeing from Ed. Ed was from The Circle, right? I have no fucking idea. Yes. Okay. So he knows about the social game because uh, the circle is all about social. So he, you are completely right. Um, I did. I enjoy Ed for what he is. He just seems like a guy that wants to have a good time. Uh, but he also is there to compete, which is also a great thing to have because usually people who are the good time people are like, ah, I'm here for fun. I'm here to drink and, you know, make a little money and then go home. So they're not too worried about winning the game, but it sounds like he's a very competitive person and I'm really enjoying that. So I, I hope he stays around a long time. So if that means he has to win dailies on a regular, I am okay with that. 
All right. So we've seen Tommy get hurt. He hasn't come back yet, but oh, excuse me. One of my favorite things from this episode is Tori, Anissa, and Devin. They have a little powwow about who they want to go in. Devin? Tori. I, I thought yeah, that was Devin Kyle. Was there too. No. Mm, Kyle's Before later on. That. This one was with Devin. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was like, wait, I'm missing which powwow you're talking about. There are many powwows. This no, the, the first one by the fire pit, not the one after Big T pulls Tori aside. Oh, right. okay. The first powwow. So. Tori immediately targets Big T. Um, Devin, he parries with uh, Emmanuel and Berna. They they try talking to her about Big T. Um, what do you think about Devin targeting Emmanuel? He said that, you know, he consistently comes in top three, which, I mean, we're only, this is only our third episode in. I'm not even sure if he came in top three for the other two. It feels like Devin wanted to get him out the way early. Berna is an easily uh, uh, easy choice because of the beef she has with Ashley and, you know, threat to the girls. And she doesn't really have a big following in the house. So, but what do you guys make uh, Big T going after, uh, Tori going after Big T and the parry with Emmanuel and Berna? I mean, I think that Tori going after Big T is a short sighted situation. Um, and I think that. It it does pull like a precarious. And this is why vet alliances have a tendency to fall apart because vengeance always ends up coming to play. They threw me in. I may not have this opportunity again. I need to get my revenge. I need to get it now. So I think that it is a short-sighted thing. Um, if Tori ended up doing it, it would have been a not-so-smart move. Um, Emmanuel does look like a little sneaky sneak, like, he looks a little suspect. Like I, I could see him being sneaky. It's a mustache. People with mustaches like that, it's always going to strike you as a fucking Disney villain. He's got beady eyes, and he's from Romania. I'm sorry. It's just it's one of those things where you're kind of like, hmm. I think you have sneaky tendencies. Like you're going to stab me in the middle of the night, kind of tendencies. But <laughs> <laughs> damn. But not in a bad way. I mean, it's just it is what it is. I just think he's kind of he kind of has that sneaky he vibe to in him. The middle of the night and he looks like way. a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he would murder me in my sleep, and I would not like it. But uh, I think that he just has that look about him that maybe he might be an undercover beast, and I think Devin zeroes in on it, and I think I it's think, smart. I think Devin doesn't like what he sees in him. He's probably sees. Something that's worthy of being a threat. Well, Devin said that. Devin said, easy, you almost knocked over your setup. Um, Devin said <laughs> it's that it's that quiet confidence that he has that, mm. le that leads Devin to believe that Emmanuel knows more about this game than he's putting off. And I 100% love, love Devin's it. analysis. Devin's analysis on this was spot on. And the well, way that he reads the game is, is, is always a joy uh, when, when Devin does stuff like that. He's from the challenge school of good guys. So that's why, like when you're in that, you know, that group of good guys, like you just learn the game at a different level. I don't necessarily think that uh, Devin would be considered a good he's guy. He's on team good guy. They have said it you before. Just he's because under, he's friends he's, with Wes doesn't mean he's a good guy. No, no, no. But, but you know what? That is, that is something to actually discuss because if he's not a good guy, well, then he's a bad guy. Well, what has he done to make him a bad guy? Now we can say, his harassment of Johnny Bananas in the house 
uh, which I didn't like, could make him a bad guy. But even um, then, how do wait, 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 wait? Just, just let me fold. Yeah, I stop. But even then, that's only one thing. Come, even most of the good guys got a several things that could that they could be painted as a bad guy with. If this is the worst that you got, is him harassing bananas through the night. And don't get me wrong, he did go overboard with the amount of length that he was doing it. He was doing a little bit too much. And of course, he was purposely trying to get a reaction out of bananas. And that is harassing. Oh, yeah. He harassed him. But if this is the worst that you got, you got to put him in a good guy category. I think that what, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, did you want to say something? The good outweighs the bad. I, I think how he walks around, I think it's more of the beginning of his challenge career where he walked around like he was smarter than everybody, that he was better than everybody. He had a, a big ego for a man who really didn't back it up as He's well as he could. Start. They all do. And I understand that. But if you are going to walk around like an elitist, it's going to give you kind of a bad, it's going to set, it's going to give people bad vibes. It's going to, leave a bad taste in your mouth you're like why are you talking down to me you don't even know me bro so like that's kind of how i feel <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's a it's a parody though he's 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 a living parody of all the alpha males out there is what he is that walk around like i'm the best they pick me because i'm better than all of you i'm the best that's what he is he he's doing it he's a funny guy he's doing it to mock all these guys because he knows it makes him mad also malik to your point of him berating bananas overnight all night and everything sure whatever but i like to believe that in this world with every action comes a reaction. And if we rewind back to Rivals 3, when Bananas and Vinny were harassing Cheyenne, calling her a bunch of names all night there, making fun of her, constantly Devin berating her. He, throwing, stood, he stood up for her. Yep. Pushing and, pushing and Devin out of the way. Shit comes back around. As much as I didn't like that, that was the moment I liked Devin. Yeah. I hated the way that they treated her. And Cheyenne is really, I, she's really nice and a little bit on the meek side. and But she's, always has come off as a good, thoughtful, caring person, and nobody had her back, and Devin didn't have to do anything, and he stood up, put his feet to the fire, and he held it down, I've, and I've liked him ever since. Like I said, the bananas thing wasn't really cool, but if that's, if that's it, then you don't have much of an argument for saying he's not a good guy. I'm always going to be team know. good guy. Team good guy and, and that's is the a worst great thing club. I can think of. I mean, that's I think he's... the worst thing I can think of from him. I think he's evolved... And I think that for me, it's just the elitist attitude, but he's evolved from, I don't think he's much of an elitist now. Like he doesn't walk around like he's an elitist at all. I think he was in the beginning. He, even if he was, even if it was a parody and he was mocking people, but at the end of the day, he, I think he really did feel that way. I think he felt like he said he did the same thing on, um, are you the one? Because he was well, just the same way. That's it was an extension of the character he, he played. He single-handedly won everybody money there at the end. So, it, sure it, did. but at the end of the day, I understand that. But again, it's one of those things where if you walk around like a shit doesn't stink, eventually someone's going to be like you're an asshole. So that's kind of what it is there. Now, mind you, I like him now. I think he's very comedic. I'm kind of getting his jokes now, and I really, honestly, didn't feel. Like he did anything really, really bad to bananas. Yeah, it was annoying and it was obnoxious. But again, similar to what you said, he kind of brought it on himself by continuously being a jackass to Devin over and over again. And Devin broke. He snapped. Quick question. Do you like Kyle now? No. <laughs> Just checking. 
Let's go ahead and move on. One thing I want to say, I, real quick, before we... I'm not going to rant. Weird Al Yankovic makes real music, but they're still parodies. They're real music, but they're parodies. That's Devin. He's Weird Al. You're not going to get any Weird Al slander this way. Weird Al is... It's not a slander. It's No, they're real. it's real music. No, he would. No, I'm saying you're not going to get it from me. Yeah, he's, good. He's, Weird Al. he's not going to get... <laughs> okay, so I don't care. What is what it is. Uh, but... We have different opinions. I just felt like he came off as a bad guy. He's slowly growing into a good guy. Maybe he's going to fall into the good guy after this season. Because he is doing a lot of good things. He is kind of moving we up, in my, in my opinion. And he treats most people respectfully. Most people. <laughs> Interesting. Tori goes to Jeremiah and Tatcha and asks who they want. And Tasha very specifically said that she wanted Michelle. Very specifically. Tori came into her room and asked her a question. Tasha answered it. Okay. Oh, you know, my fault. I jumped over the whole uh, nominations. Nominations was actually dry as fuck. Tasha and Jeremiah. Am I saying that right? Or is it Jeremy? Is Jeremiah? Jeremiah. Isn't it Jeremiah? They DQ'd. They were going to be an easy choice. Uh, For some reason, Tori was pump faking, like she might pick uh, Big T and da-da-da-da. But to me, this whole nomination process was really, really dry. It kind of seemed obvious that Tatcha and, Je- and Jeremiah should go in. They de- they the only team to DQ, and they're a, a, a two-rookie team. Any comments on nominations? I mean... Tasha doesn't get the game. She doesn't understand how to play. It's really confusing to her. Like, oh, I have to say you two rookies because, like, that's who they're going to vote. Uh, no, there's 14 mm-hmm. rookies. Vote whoever you want. Like, they could there could really be a tie at the, these things. Well, not now because Tommy was out, but they should have just looked at it and been like, Big T, we trust you more than the vets. You should vote with us. So we're going to vote in this vet team over here. Bam, done. Well, Fine. I mean, Tatcha, uh, I think she was realistic. She said, if it's not going to be us rookies, it's going to be the other double rookie team. Then burn bridges. <laughs> Who cares? If you're already going in, swing on your way down. These are facts. Also, don't tie your hands up as you're drowning. Start paddling your arms. You know, uh, we were just talking about Devin. And one thing that Devin has really started bringing up if not you, then who? Love and it. I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Is a that is a amazing question. It drives the show. It pushes the uh, the show forward, and it gives people a chance to toss out other names, which is incredibly fair. Um, I think it's one of the best things that come out of nominations in a long time. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Back when they had the skull thing, and it was like you had to win a uh, a gold skull or a red skull. That was a great idea, but in reality, it, it made the show really, really suck. So if not you, then who is one of the newer things that we see that I absolutely love? Make people show their cards. Like most mm-hmm. people keep their game hidden, but when their back is up against the wall, that's when they're most, you know, um, what's the word? Vulnerable in the game. And they will do what they can to get out of that state because it's not comfortable. And everybody else gets more information out of it. Mm-hmm. And Devin probably gets just a tad bit more information out of it to see where other people's uh, heads is at. Who will they lash out on? Who are they not that tight with? 
maybe he knew they were going to say a rookie team. And he's like, maybe I'll get him to piss off a rookie team who's now going to vote for them. Now we got the numbers. Like, And as long as it's not your name, that's cool. That's good. Devin could, win. De- Devin could win Survivor. I think maybe not win, but he could definitely go like very far type of guy. I think he could cross brand, play different shows. And Big Brother Man. too. It's about time that CB that uh, Big Brother and Survivor start pulling some people from the challenge. It'd be great to see some of those guys on there. See how they do. I mean, do they? I mean, they only really Most do like all star seasons with other reality people because Never can you really reality. have? Can you have a regular like Big Brother game and pull someone like Johnny Bananas into a regular Big Brother game? Not Johnny yeah. Bananas, but somebody like um, Devin, uh, Anissa. Wes, people that are more political than the other way that can like that can I like think a, I think Anissa would Anissa, get backdoored quick. Yeah, Anissa <laughs> is not the political. She is political though. Like she tries playing she's not very like, good at it. That doesn't mean she's not political though. She's still political. <laughs> you can be a you can you can get be a basketball right. pl- you can be a basketball player. You ain't get no minutes, but you still a baller. Like, like <laughs> you, you never get subbed in, but you still got a jersey on. Um, I still get a ring at the end of the day. But so a uh, survivor. I don't know about Big Brother because I don't watch Big Brother because it's there's too much going on. And there's just anything. Um, and the editing is very poor in my eyes. Um, but with yes. Survivor, um, they don't really pull from other shows like ever. Like there are times they have people that have been on things, but it's like celebrities. Like they pulled in a guy that um, he was in like a school of rock as uh, Jack Black's like best friend roommate. He's also like a huge Hollywood writer. He was on a season. There was a guy, uh, John Morrison, who's a WWE wrestler. He was on a season. They've had other people that like do things, but it's not like, oh, we got this celebrity from the challenge. Like it's no, it's like people that are from outside reality TV and come in. But it's rarely like Jimmy Johnson, the football coach was on there. People get people Survivor fans get mad at those things sometimes when these people oh, get Jimmy added. Jimmy Johnson's legit. Yeah, but he's like a multimillionaire. He didn't need to take a place of somebody that could. Like he was the only True. person. That was the thing. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- yeah. Well, I think I, I he was you. doing it just to see if he could do it, and then everybody else yeah. was like, "That's bogus. You already got money for days. <laughs> Let the poor exactly. people have a chance." And, and and yeah, and rich people they they don't have to, they. I think people think that people who already has means and already have a whole bunch of money they may play a little bit differently maybe a little bit less passionately than somebody who like who really needs the money like like if you ask a millionaire hey would you smack this nun over the head with a bat for you know 10 million dollars no of course not who would ever do that ask somebody who would never dream about never having 10 million dollars well how hard do i gotta hit her you start getting whole different lines of questioning nobody first off nobody should hit a nun Um, a a thing also is you have to understand like we'll be back in a moment you're listening to love war challenges what's good uh how's it going this is uh derek derek kaczynski so this is paulie and you're listening to love war challenges what up malik this is car maria this is a shout out to the love war and challenges podcast you're totally awesome Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Anybody that Survivor or Big Brother would want to pull from the challenge is probably high enough up where they make too much money that going to a new show, they wouldn't make as much money. Whereas the challenge seems to have a bigger budget than all these other reality TV shows. 
I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because their TV platform isn't like on like free TV, like CBS I, or whatever. I, I, I can actually tell you why. Hmm. Because MTV doesn't pay a lot of money for most of the shows. Hmm. How much do you think it costs to produce ridiculousness? Oh, oh, nothing. Or God. messiness or deliciousness. That costs almost nothing. The reason why Tash.0 was on air for so many years is, is the show costs nothing to produce. They didn't make any real content, some green screen stuff every once yeah. in a while, but they're just showing videos. And you, all you're really doing is paying Daniel Tosh. And Tash actually, they, have, the, the, they bring in those people in studio. I feel like all those people pay to be at those shows. So those people that come pay to watch the TV show live, pay for the TV show production, and then anything exactly. they make after that is profit. Yeah, so... Um, Wait, people pay tickets to go see Ridiculousness? Yeah, if you go to anything, you have to pay money. You go to The Price is Right, you, you got to pay for it. Not all the time, like Oprah and stuff, like all of those tickets are yeah, free. You get free tickets. Yeah, that's but, what I thought uh, they were. I thought they were I free was, tickets. I was talking then, about something that's entertaining, but go ahead. But, but <laughs> even then, those tickets aren't a whole bunch of money. But the, How is Ridiculousness but MTV, entertaining? doesn't have a whole lot of shows that cost a whole lot of money. Catfish? Fair. How much do you think Catfish costs? Just however, much, however much those guys' salary is. is it like <laughs> they, they don't cost anything. So if they were to take $13 million from their ad revenue and spend it on the challenge, they got the bread for that. Well, that's fair, yeah. So, yeah. and, and I also feel like this sounds really bad and everything, but like, I feel like the challenge is like the peak of all the reality TV competition shows. Like really, I think it is. I understand like there are people that like Big Brother or whatever, because that's what they've grown up watching and it's on free TV and they don't have cable, whatever. I get it. Um, but anybody that would want, that's like new in the challenge that would want to go to those shows, you've already made it the challenge. There's no reason to go back when you've already made it. Like, do you, you, yeah. you don't go back to play college ball when you're in the NBA. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the elimination. Uh, before we did, did though, Tori asked Jeremiah and Tasha who they wanted. Tasha said she wanted Michelle. Mich Tori was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I see what I can do. And no promises about it. I see what I can. Okay. Uh, moving on to elimination. Jeremiah and Tasha comes down. Uh, Tori votes in Berna and Ed puts in Corey. Now, first off, I have a lot of problems with this. Uh, Tasha didn't say anything about fucking Berna. Why is she going in? I mean, you could have just put in Michelle. Yes, she's pretty strong in the alliance. And I also think that Michelle would probably have been a, a better matchup against Tasha. Because mm -hmm. if she goes home, then Michelle's a pretty big player for the rookies. That's It's a much bigger fish than, than what Berna would have been. And Corey, what the fuck did he do? Like, Jeremiah was still there. He, he threw him in. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, turns out Jeremiah and Corey don't have to compete because Tommy already left. And now we got Jeremiah versus Bernie. Uh, Berna. So, t Bernie. Um, <laughs> to me, this feels like a really big misstep and a botch on Tori's part. How do you guys feel about how Tori uh, uh, maneuvered this elimination? Tori didn't maneuver this, this elimination. Devin did. Devin was concerned that Berna was getting too close to Nelly and it was going to be an emotional attachment for him. And he made it very clear that he wants to get her out so they can have Nelly focused on the game. I don't think Tori makes good plays on her own. I think Tori is a person that when it comes to making big decisions, wants everybody else's input. And then when the thing she hears the most of or that makes the most sense, she does. I don't think it's like her own opinion that she put in Berna on hers. This was Devin's doing in my eyes. 
She does it by committee. And, yes. you know, b- before we get into that, um, I kind of glossed over something. There was a second powwow with Kyle yes. and Big T. And I was very, very surprised by this. Uh, Big T says, Tori, come outside. We'll, you know, just talk this through. And, you know, I, I don't think there's a lot of bad blood, but Tori's like, I still want to get you for putting me up against my friend. And Kyle pretty much drives this conversation strategically and intelligently. This is some of the best stuff I've seen from Kyle. Kyle was just like, all right, well, if you vote her in, does that, does that mean that this vet alliance is over? You doing that opens the door for a lot of other bullshit to come our way. And I was just sitting there like, oh, you're making a whole lot of sense there. And it seems to have kind of worked. Does this surprise you as Kyle actually kind of takes a step forward? Kyle has never been, Kyle has a lot of good qualities for the challenge. A leader is not one of those qualities that I would give him. Do you feel like we're seeing Kyle step up and starting to be uh, more intelligent and more strategic? Is this a more bigger, better Kyle that we're seeing, especially with the way how he was able to drive this conversation? And kind of, he's guiding the game overall on some level. I think Kyle was protecting Big T. I think Kyle and Big T are close. Uh, and well, he seems to care about Big T. He pretends to care about more Big than T. others. Uh, Fair <laughs> he would care a little bit more than anything else if she went home. But, you know, otherwise he would still be scratching his balls anyway. But anyway, uh, I think that he was really looking out for her. But also when you think about it, he was right. He's like, you realize what this is going to do. And I think that's also protecting his ass because he's like, if these floodgates open, any one of these motherfuckers who've already thrown, because he's he's been one of those people that people throw in. So he's concerned about his safety because he knows that he's not necessarily at the top of anybody's, you know, protection list. So he easily could be one of the next guys to get tossed in. He's a bigger guy. He's decent at the at finals. He's decent at dailies. I could see him very quickly being somebody that everybody's like, eh, we can get rid of Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler? When you become a father, you start to hear things differently and see things differently. You sense danger before it happens. <laughs> and this is what's happening. And Kyle you're just... You're so animated about this. I'm sorry. It's just, but it's, it's the truth, though. But it's the truth, though. It's just like, hey, what are you guys doing over there? Like, you know, it's like, somebody's jumping off the couch and I gotta go. Like, you can just tell things like, hey, don't vote her in. Because then chaos is going to happen. And like, this is, I keep doing it, but like, I'm a historian when it comes to the challenge. But bananas too. But bananas and West rivalry, it was always who strikes first. Because as soon as you do, all bets are off. Like, we can Mm -hmm. play this game for a little bit, but then somebody gets that itch and they're like, nah, fuck you. You're going in. Once that strike happens, it's back and forth. Craziness. Yeah. And so I think, I think Kyle has seen this firsthand because Kyle is friends with Wes and he's friends with Bananas. And I think he understands this game. And I think he has been getting coached from both sides his entire challenge career. And I think Kyle has always known how to play this game better than he puts off. But I think he's at this point in his like challenge career. I think he's like six. Six yeah. seasons in, and he's, he's, to get a win. and he well, and he's going to be Corey. But I, but I think he's I think he's like I can't play dumb anymore. Like people know I know how to play this game. They know I'm yeah. social. I'm just gonna fucking lay it out there. Do not do this. But I also do, I do think Becky's right. He does have a soft spot for Big T. 
his social game's always been pretty on point and he cannot play and you're right he can't play the drunk dumb guy that everybody laughs at because he's funny kind of a situation anymore because people know that's not who he is anymore he's also again he's always been against big brother alliance so like think about that like as soon as vets start going after each other big brother is there even though even though he's still he's friends with with um devin that's really not that much. He sends a Nani and Devin and Anissa, but it's thin. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's not exactly a lot of heavy hitters. Not a lot of daily wins there. Let's go ahead and move on to this elimination. The men are sent back up top. It's going to be Berna versus Tatcha. Name of the game is going to be called Slipping Up. Um, we've seen variations of this before, but basically there's a V-shaped structure. They got to use different sized rods. To climb all the way up um i do like this elimination it's it has a lot of good qualities it wasn't exactly the most exciting to watch though it's two ladies building a ladder uh and they struggled a lot more than i thought they should have struggled um berna had a lot of slip ups so did tatcha but it was looking really bad for berna but at some point she just like reflex gets her shit together and able to to get this win uh, what did you guys think of today's elimination? I, I think Berna is a beast. And I think people really underestimate her uh, with the fact that she took a clonk right on the head, busted her nose. And she was just like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to keep doing this. But she, <laughs> she didn't give up. She wanted to. You could see it in her eyes where she was like two seconds from giving up. But she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to do that. And then she keeps going and she beasts it. And and she's very respectful the way she wins. She is not boastful. Just class act. Very much applauds to Berna. All right. And Tyler? Yeah. I mean, these type of um, what I like about these uh, eliminations is that it's it's fair. Like nobody planned for this nobody could have like trained for this like figure it out on the fly type of thing and like have just more will and you know gung-ho to get it like i I like that those type of eliminations it's nothing like you're not going to go back and watch it it's not going to be on an edit of our uh youtube video if you guys want to click the link above of our 20 greatest (laughs) eliminations of all time (laughs) i keep doing that (laughs) he really wants them he wants some clicks on the last youtube video too i put the link up there but like but it's never going to get brought back in but it is going to be one of those eliminations that you're like i'm glad i'm glad that they she proved herself um the person that I think everybody thought would win one and uh, feathers didn't get ruffled, uh, but another rookie goes out. Two more rookies go out because Tommy went out. So that is now six rookies sent home, not counting kickouts and replacements in here. Six rookies gone. And now what is it? It's 14 vets to 12 rookies. They're just dropping like flies at the end of this elimination. Uh, Tatcha doesn't take it on a chin. She goes after Tori. She washes Tori up. She eats Tori up and shits on her with a uh, a outburst that I don't think any of us seen coming. So I kind of want to talk about that outburst, and I kind of want to talk about the impression that Tatcha left on us um, on her time in the challenge. Um, coming into this season, Tatcha's Twitter fan base is a rabbit. Huge. They love her. They ride for her. I was very interested to see how she was going to do. Unfortunately, we didn't see a whole lot of her. 
She didn't do amazing in a lot of the dailies. She didn't really get a whole bunch of uh, camera time, even though she looked amazing in all of the camera time that she did have. Um, I think that it was not a good enough season to get a good enough interpretation of who she is as a challenger. I would like to see her again, but if she comes back for a second season, I think we're really going to have to see some shit. Um, you know, crazy storylines, um, crazy commentary, and she's going to have to perform well if we're going to continue to see more of Tatcha. As for this outburst, I loved it. This is actually something, probably the most memorable thing she has done on the challenge so far. And this could have major implications if she's brought back for next season. So as much as we didn't see of her, she definitely made her exit memorable. And I think that deserves her to get a call for next season or at, at least another look. What is your guys' take? I mean, I expected it to be bigger. I'll be honest. I thought there was going to be more drama or just a bigger issue. Just the way it was being talked about on Twitter, like that there was a huge falling out and a big, you know, situation. Uh, I just I was a little bit disappointed because I was like, I expected something to be kind of accentuated. Um, I mean, I can say that Tori never promised. She never said, yes, you're going to have Michelle and there's nobody else who's going to go in. Um, but the fact that she went after Berna, who is a friend of hers, who stays in the same room with her, uh, it was kind of like an asshole thing to do. And she did read the shit out of her. So <laughs> to filth, just. Absolutely. And Tyler? Um, I don't really, I'm not going to touch on like her as a character because there wasn't that much there. I feel like the edit, the edit didn't like prevent that. I feel like maybe she's more entertaining when we would have got more. I understand if like you're big fans of her, but maybe she was on a TV show, like her show, her season of Big Brother that she was on. Maybe the rest of the cast was boring and she just stood out among a boring cast. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. The the hype, like it didn't deliver. Like the, what is it? What is it called? The, the squeeze wasn't worth the juice type thing in a situation <laughs> like and um here's my thing with her comments after you're eliminated um i do not like when you are a loser and you've been outplayed and you're out of the game you should not be able to turn around and reflect other people's maybe decisions on the game going forward Jordan said it best. He said a couple of things best. When it when it comes to elimination you either go in because you suck or people hate you. And then in the end winners walk and sorry, winners talk and losers walk. You lose, you don't get to talk. You walk on out of here and you leave and you come back better. That's it. I don't believe that if you're a loser, you're allowed to hurt somebody else's game in the end. That's just me. I that's how I've always been. All right. Can, Fair we, enough. can, can I make a quick comment? Now, this is not about the elimination or anything like that, but did you guys catch uh, <laughs> Ashley and her comparison of uh, two stones, one bird, how she's officially uh, Nelson has kind of rubbed off on her and her. St- <laughs> <laughs> People on the show fuck up idiom so much. It's, it's ridiculous at this point. Honestly, she said it. She's like, she's like, oh, two stones, one bird or whatever, something like that is. And I was like, Oh my God, you've been spending way too much time with Nelson. Nelson's been uh, rubbing Nelson on her just... too much. I mean, rubbing off on her too much. <laughs> and somebody commented that on Twitter because I thought it. I was like, I can't be the only one that thought it. And then uh, somebody else posted it. I was like, thank you. 
Thank you. Somebody else caught that. Ashley, Ashley Thomas coming on in. Oh, God. Please, no. All right. So the way this wraps up, uh, Bernard decides to stay with CT. Like, no fucking shit. And uh, Big T gets Jeremiah, which is, I mean, the height difference between those two. <laughs> fucking amazing. But that's going to wrap it up for episode three of The Challenge, season 37, Spies, Lies, Allies. Overall, what do you guys think? Uh, is The Challenge three for three for good episodes? I wasn't that juiced about the elimination, but so far I do feel like the episodes have been on point, especially with the drama and the dailies and the eliminations. Minus this last one. What do you guys think? I think it's an okay season so far. I think that I, I'm still expecting more craziness. And I hope that that's something that's going to happen more in the future. Um, but it's been a little bit bland for me. Well, it, it, we're only three episodes in. Trust me, this vet alliance isn't going to last. Dallas. The problem that we're having here is so many people are getting sent home early and it's really given me battle. The X's one vibes with so many people getting like leaving and everything. And like, and like, that's like an okay season. Like you can rewatch it, but like, you're never going to be like, I got to rewatch the season right now. And like right now it's just giving me, it's a season vibe. It's not bad. Uh, episode three was better than episode two. We had a little bit better drama. We had a, a a better daily. We had, you know, somebody new getting power. That's good in commentary. There were some good things there, but this is either the whole season's kind of going to peak at like a seven or they're setting us up for something that's going to be like, holy shit. I've, I'm really hoping for the setup. I think all reality the Vet Alliance is safe, and, and it's good for the vets, but it's safe. You know what safe is? Safe is boring. I used to watch The Walking Dead all the time. And do you know when the show sucked? When they found someplace safe. Oh, God, we're safe here. We can just stay here and be safe. And that's when the show was boring. And what happens? A couple episodes in, they blow the whole shit up, and they got to hit the road again. <laughs> find the next place to fuck up. Those guys are parasites. But same thing here. Once everybody stops being safe, once, I mean, the best parts of the show comes from just the paranoia and the shit people do to get out of having to go into elimination, getting sent home. That was the thing that was missing from the last trilogy that we had where everybody, you know, trying to get into elimination. It took away a core element from the show. So once this Vet Alliance buckles, and like we all know, it fucking will. Have you ever seen a Vet Alliance last for an extended amount of time? I'm surprised I mean, it lasts this, this long. This 16, 17 episodes in this season, something like that. You think by episode eight, we're going to have a vet alliance? No. By episode eight, Hell has frozen over. Smashly is going to be back to her normal self. Nelson's going to be saying dumb shit. Corey, actually, Corey has been good lately. Props to that, man. The growth. Um, but once we see this vet alliance tr uh, tumble, and all reality is episode three, we're starting to see signs of it. It's a, it's a snowball. Right now, it's a snowball. It's a snowball. Uh -huh. it's, it's taking Tori, its time. Tori opened it up a little bit. Something's going to happen next episode, and then next episode, and then after that, all bets are going to be off. I think Big Brother vets are going to strike first. Like, Amber's going to get power, and it's going to be like, nah, fuck them. That's it. I don't give a shit. I all hate Fessy. In reality, they fucking better, because the fucked up thing about the Big Brother Alliance is they're actually... They're more stacked than what they come off as. Yeah. If Devin... Yeah, if Devin is riding with Big Brother 2, that's a lot of brains. You got Fessy for the strength. You got Josh for... 
The, no, he's a you shield. Amber? No, Josh is, <laughs> no, he's a shield. Josh is a shield. He's a shield Josh completely. Josh is somebody who could take the hit before mm-hmm. he really starts to he's hit He's the them. one that can yep. go you into elimination Casey. and go home. <laughs> exactly. You got Casey, who's a beast, and you got Amber, who is also a beast and, a, and the only champ in the group. Amber's well-rounded so, is what I'll, Amber I'll is. I'll be 100% honest with you. I feel like Amber is going to get backstabbed. That's... Is yes. what I'm she feeling. She rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because of the way Fessy's looking at her, and the old, and and of course, if Fessy goes that way, Casey's gonna ride with him, and that's just what it is. Because let's be honest, in that group of three, Josh is low man on that totem pole, and Josh is the yeah, only one it's, trying it's to protect also Amber. Up that she's looked at at you know kind of sideways. She really hasn't done anything. She literally helped them all the way she, through last yes. season, and they didn't value her enough. To really to to have a really be in on the group, and she went and won without him, and I think that hurts them even more than anything else. She got one before Fessy and Casey and Josh. I didn't um say a conspiracy this episode, so I'd like to just drop something. Um, do you guys think CT is purposely like kind of underperforming, so he sits in the middle of the pack, so he doesn't have to have power? Because when you have power, you set targets on yourself. Do you think he's Absolutely. doing this on purpose? Because he has like, like no TV time. We haven't seen him like talk, like deliberate with anybody like we did last season. Like he's not. Exactly. Yeah. CT knows because going after CT doesn't, it, it hardly ever works. Hmm. If you send him into elimination and if it's not, you know, some elimination that's way out there, he's good enough. And even though he's known for his strength, he's more well-rounded than people give him credit for there's a good chance he's going to come back. And if CT comes back and CT has somebody in his sights on a warpath, no one is going to stop him. If anything, more people are going to help him because if you get out who CT hates, CT is not focused on them and it gives them a reason for CT to not come after them. I think him and Corey are playing the same way right now. They're like, let's do good enough to not get last, uh, but let's not do good enough to win. Let everybody else make all the decisions. Like... And, and right. play a really and, and positive CT, social game. Yep. Yeah, and, and CT's like, you know, a leopard. I'm, I'm, I'm out here and I'm killing shit, but I don't really have anybody gunning for me. Maybe Fessy, but I think Fessy doesn't really want to go one-on-one with CT. It sounds, it sounds weird, but uh, these guys are trying to win the game of the challenge in the bedroom than on the challenge daily. I know it sounds weird, but it's like when all the little small room talk happens, groups of three or four in the bedrooms, that's where they're winning the game. That's where people yeah. are dominating this game. I was going to say I that mean, was not the proper, uh, probably the best I know, way I to say it. I didn't know how to word it. But like, <laughs> you, you know what, though? When the, Alliance crum- when the Vet Alliance crumbles, if CT isn't immediately targeted, then if he wins this whole thing, it, it would make sense. If he gets like, to the final, he's winning. It, what's the, what is this? Once the Vet Alliance crumbles and all bets are off, Guys like CT, guys like Jordan, guys like Turbo, you take them out immediately. You don't take them out the first time, you go the second time. You make them have to win every single daily if they're going to stay safe. It's mm-hmm. the only way to do it. Because even if they're good in eliminations, once you've been to two or three, and it's, it's just like UFC. If you ever get knocked out in the UFC, it's always easier to get knocked out again. If you shoot, you better not miss. You better not fucking miss. Yeah. In reality, Fessy, just, Fessy should just step up and just say, give me CT. I take him out for everybody. If I do that, I get a free ride to the finals. It's a win-win. If he loses, not, if he loses, he goes, I lost the fucking CT. Shut up. I'm not, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm telling you right now, if I got cast on the challenge, I would work with them. But if there's ever a chance to like, came hey, in, we need somebody to go against uh, Rogan in a physical elimination. I'd be like, all right, let's do it. 
If I lose, I'm smaller than him. Who gives a shit? But if I beat him, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's like, him, you though, only won because you small. <laughs> I, under- I, I, I understand there's money involved. And like, if the longer you stay, the more money you make and everything. But like, as a competitor, give me the biggest guy, the fastest guy, the strongest guy, the smartest guy. Every time I compete, I want people that I know are going to beat me. So when I do beat them or I out show them, it hurts their ego and their pride so much more than it does me ever losing. And I wish and more people played like that. You up too. I, was I, th- say. I, think, I think we see guys like uh, like Jay kind of plays like that. Um, and who else? It looks like Ed's going to play like that. Doesn't matter, you know, type thing. Like, I'm surprised we haven't gotten Jay back. Jay was great. Oh, he's so good. Ed Ed took out one of the biggest guys in this show. It wasn't, phys- he, it wasn't physical, though. But Yeah, it wasn't physical. Anyways. A lot of that was on the female side. All right. That's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure you check out shop.lwcpodcast.com. To get all of your LWC podcast gear, make sure you visit shopthechannel.com to get all of your customized challenge gear, stuff with your name on it, custom flag. Uh, you get mugs, get art, get bed sheets, like whatever you want. We can go ahead and make that happen. That is shopthechallenge.com. Make sure you check us out on Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, Deezer, Pocket Cast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and make sure you check out our TikTok. We actually do a lot of cool stuff over there. It's a nice, great community. Make sure you check us out on Reddit. Uh, we are always at LWC Podcasts or we are at lovewarchallenges.com on all platforms. Uh, did I miss anything else, guys? No, that's you hit it on the head. I know. I'm amazing. <laughs> that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you. We love you. That's going to do it for us. We are out of here. Have a good night. Peace.